This week's episode of The Big Chat has been proudly brought to you by Chatty Hatter. Chatty Hatter is a media marketing agency that focuses on giving you the best voice to be heard, one of which is The Big Chat. But we can also make you up your own podcast, your own PR, your own digital, your own anything you like, events, media, get in touch with us, have a chat, have a power hour, let us give you some ideas and let's get that creative spark moving. Chatty Hatter, you can reach us at hello at chattyhatter.com. Hello and welcome to The Big Chat. We get to speak to people about what inspires them, what drives them, what got them into business, how they found it. And some of these people you might know, some of these people you might not, but there's always a nugget of gold in every conversation I have. As an instructor, I understand the journey of a class. Yes. And as a DJ, it's really hard because the way that DJs want to mix music is they want to keep like a... a, a like a specific BPM, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the pace kind of stays the same. Whereas as an instructor, we need a journey. You can't have somebody, you know, doing 60 minutes at 126 BPM because you would just die on the bike. It's also brought um, the most fascinating uh, new experiences, humans and people into my life, as well as one major thing, and that is um, the ability to see how I can help and support other people, men and women, um, in life and business. You know, I am one of those people, if I do something, I'll do it properly. I'll stick with it and I'll see it through. And I guess I just, you know, I put myself in the right position. I I met the right people Mm. and sort of planned, planned my career. Yeah. You know? The Big Chat is all about collaboration and giving people in our towns the time to have their say their way. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Big Chat. As you will know from last week's episode, we are going to be talking to lots of different inspirational people about... um, to do with mental health issues and and, and well-being. I prefer to say well-being, actually. I think that sits sits better um, for me. Uh, I'm Coco, your host of The Big Chat, and I had um, an absolute gift given to me before Christmas this year. No, it wasn't from Santa, um, but it was rather wonderful. Um, I... The Big Chat was very proud to sponsor the Panto goodie bags for Beauty and the Beast, which was done by Wicked Productions. Tom Swift, our commentator of the soapbox each year. And so the soapbox and the Big Chat actually sponsored anyone that went to the Panto. I'm sorry if you saw my face on the screen that big. I would not want to see that. But we put these bags together and we really wanted to um, because they were supporting the mind charity we really wanted to put some thought or I wanted to put some thought into what went into those bags and years and years ago I worked on an amazing project um, with Comic Relief where we produced a book that was it was just beautiful and um, we did a series of books um, by the late Annabel Nelson um, who was um, Alexander McQueen's muse she's sadly not 
no longer with us, but she'd written some really amazing books about mental health quite a long time ago. Um, There's one called Angry Me and Messy Me, and they were really focusing on children, how they handle their emotions. And this is going back about 10 years. Um, A lovely lady called Holly Jarvis, who was running Fat Fox Books at the time. And I'd spoken to Holly and and there weren't enough books. So I was kind of digging around and doing my sleuth-like work. And I came across this amazing author and I couldn't believe it. I mean, it literally was, I mean, I'm obsessed with stars and the book, we, we wanted to have it for children. And the book that popped up was, popped up, was You're a Star. And so I'm delighted to introduce you to the author of this book and the writer. And I mean, it's amazing. Poppy O'Neill. Poppy O'Neill, she kindly donated 90 of these books to the children that came up on the stage at the Panto. And they are beautiful. I, I am absolutely in love with them so hello poppy and welcome to the big chat thank you coco it's such a pleasure to be here oh my god it's so lovely to meet you i mean you you've come from a long way this morning thank you you've come Come across sussex you've come across sussex from chichester you have to hold your mic a little bit closer to that's better there you go (laughs) that's it um but but as you were just saying you've got roots in this area haven't you from waterhurst yes yeah my mum's side of the family comes from waterhurst yeah area yeah so you know it well i do you do know it well so i mean there's a few books here. Let's, let's, I mean, how long have you been writing, Poppy? Well, I've been writing since I was a little girl. Yeah. Um, but I've been writing professionally since uh, 2017. Wow. Uh, which is when I started writing my first book, You're a Star. Is that your first book? Was that your first book? Yeah, You're a Star and Don't Worry, Be Happy. Oh, I my goodness. I wrote them as a pair and they came out 2018. And, um, wow. Yeah, they've done really well since then. So. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, they were the beginning of it all. Um, I've written a whole series. Um there's some more coming out in March. Yeah. Uh, one about anger, one about self-worth. Wow. I'm so really excited for those as well. So what So what was your inspiration behind these? Well, um, I took anxiety and self-esteem as yeah. the sort of, they're the, the big ones, really. Yeah. The big things that yeah. um, I want to say kids struggle with. But yeah. I think we all do, We really. all do, definitely. Yeah. Um, so I took those two big topics and I wanted to create, books that um well that I would have benefited from when I was that age really that my younger self is kind of my muse and um, yeah uh so yeah I started from that and um wanted to make them really easy to understand really accessible uh lots of activities um make them fun Mm. I didn't want to make serious books because who wants to read those especially when you're uh seven years old yeah you want something absolutely because you say it's sort of seven to eleven don't you yeah these books. that's right and they are i mean they are literally like you can see inside there's so many practical exercises that's which right. i mean a lot of adult self-help you know self-esteem self-worth books have these exercises i have my own daily ritual that i do <laughs> for my so mental important. health as yeah. many of us do so this is brilliant and it's a very subtle way of beautifully getting across these messages that we unfortunately I mean you you look much younger than me but um you know back in my day it, it wasn't talked about mental health no, no. it was not discussed at all no same here um yeah it was uh if you felt sad or worried then that was a problem yeah uh, that needed you needed to stop doing that yeah <laughs> and um yeah yeah and then the problem has just gone get away. on with it yeah yeah just it. get on with it and just you know i think i think my my 
father who I just mentioned passed away five years ago he was um you know wonderful man but he he really was very much like well men don't talk about their problems and you know uh, you don't need to talk about your problems Mm -hmm. and and there seems to be so much of that and that unfortunately has unraveled through the generations. I think we're I breaking th- the patterns. Yes, do you I'd think? like to think so. Yeah. Um. There's been this idea that it's the talking about it that's the problem. It yeah. makes everyone uncomfortable. Puts yeah. everyone on edge. Um. And I think it's because we've got this idea that when someone expresses a difficult emotion, uh, we have to fix it. We have to mm. end it quickly. Mm. Um. But actually, I could say I'm feeling sad today, and. No one has to do anything about it. I've just it's shared a feeling. it. Yeah. It's a feeling. And actually when you share it and you take away that sort of power. What if anyone knows that I'm sad or worried or overwhelmed or whatever it might mm. be, then a lot of the the tension and yeah. the difficultness of that emotion yeah. just sort of melts away. It I I could not agree more. I, I'm I'm part of an amazing fellowship now where talking is the key basis mm. talking to each other and it literally it just takes the power away yeah it literally diffuses the power That's because if you can talk to other people and they're like oh wow you feel like that as well and especially with children because mm. children are put under so much pressure to get on to do this to do that they've had obviously the pandemic that they've gone through all of these great things that have got after you know there's the ptsd mm. from the aftershock of that these books are invaluable i think i mean it's a really worthy worthy cause that you write these books it's and it's brilliant that you get to make a living out of something yeah. that you love i feel so lucky to be an author it was my dream yeah. job from was there very small yeah really so when yeah. did you decide when did you think oh my god i'm gonna be an author um I want to say about six years old. I remember I wrote, um, I was writing stories at school and the teachers would just make such a fuss. And you're really? Like, you're that age and you find the thing that the adults go wild for. <laughs> it's, um, That's so funny because yeah. I did a podcast last week with mm. um, a friend of mine, Antonia Blythe, who's a Hollywood um, journalist. And she she asked me three questions. And one of the questions was who inspired me the most. Mm. And it was my English teacher at school because oh, she liked the way I wrote. Um, and we were going to talk about Tysus because you sadly lost a grandparent in Tysus. Yes, Hurst. my grandma lived in Tysus. Five years ago. Yeah. My grandma Kit lived in Tysus. No and she actually uh, entered me for a writing competition when I was about six and I won. Oh, and I can remember it being one of my biggest things that I remember you know that yeah. that and my English teacher it's interesting isn't it so because they saw something in me that I mean I don't write now I talk <laughs> that's <laughs> how I communicate yeah. it's all communication <laughs> yeah. but it, it's it's an amazing thing to be able to do something that you love and to mm. be able to help other people as well yeah. which your books really do oh, yeah I I hear all the time feedback from from kids from teachers from therapists who use them and yeah it's such a privilege um and it was uh funny you bring up my Ticehurst grandmother yeah Um, her name was Sally and she was my big inspiration was she she was an editor um her and her friend would um they travel around the world wow uh, writing books writing non-fiction books um and her friend would write and she would edit and it was I thought wow that's the dream <laughs> sounds like such so a she literally life. was her inspiration yeah yeah and her name absolutely. was sally yes sally that's oh right. that's yeah. rather amazing i literally was in ticehurst last week putting uh 
flowers on my grandma Kit's um, oh. stone, yeah, because she had a house that backs onto the cemetery there. And um, yeah, and literally, yeah, she she was my great inspiration. So mm. it's, that's rather interesting, isn't yeah, it? That we yeah, have what that. a coincidence. Yeah, and power. I know, grandmother power. Well, they say, don't they, you have a grandparent that kind of watches over you. Yeah. And um, yeah, she's definitely given me a kick up the booty a couple of times, <laughs> my grandma. She was quite fierce. She, she raced racing cars as well from wow, a very early age. I know, I know. And I've now got a soapbox. I mean, it's, I don't know. <laughs> she didn't look after me in that one. I smashed my face up, but that's another story. So tell me about some of these other books. So you've got You're a Star. Yes. I, oh my God, look, I love this. <laughs> I want this book. You are I so am awesome. <laughs> I mean, I am awesome. But yeah. seriously, I mean, they're just, I love the colours. I love the, I mean, is this, are you involved in all of this creative process? Um, I am. Do you work with an illustrator? Yes, I have done uh, with these two books. So these ones are new from Colin's Big Cat. Yeah. Uh, they, I came out, well, we were recording this in January. Yeah. Um, they came out yesterday. Actually. Wow. Um, so they're Learn to Read books. From so the date they'll be out will be? Uh, it was the 9th of January. The 9th of January. So yeah. this will be out after these are out. Yes. You'll be able to get these now. That's Go on right. and get them. Where can they get them? Amazon. Uh, Amazon. Yeah. Amazon. Amazing. So it's it's Colin's big cat. I That's love right. that. I love this purple purple <laughs> lion. I think he's amazing. And this is so this is what's her name? Lynn uh, Lynn Guyan. And I mean they're beautiful. The, yes, I think the illustrations Imagine are a garden. Really beautiful. Yeah, I've um I based this one off of um a guided meditation. Yeah. I wanted to make a book that was like a guided meditation. So that's it takes beautiful. you through all your senses. Um and it's got yeah, gorgeous illustrations all the way through. Oh my goodness me, and you've got all this like look, glossary, mm-hmm. anxiety, the feeling of worry or fear of nervousness, attention, your mind's this is beautifully way of of breaking it down for children because um I was a yoga teacher for many years and um I did but I did baby yoga as well like when when you know women were pregnant including myself I was teaching till I was eight months pregnant um and it it's just such a gift isn't it when you can give something back to someone and it's something you love and passionate about I mean you must put so much of yourself into these books I do yeah yeah they're a real labor of love um and yeah it's so gratifying and such a privilege to see people enjoying them and getting um getting stuff out of them how long does it take you to write a book um must vary yeah it varies some are obviously shorter than others um I would say about a month um, wow. around other that's impressive <laughs> I mean I'm not right takes me about a month to like I don't know <laughs> get my hair done sometimes <laughs> I mean they're not 80,000 word novels <laughs> but um, still yeah, I think a month's pretty good Poppy give yourself you. a pat on the okay, back there yeah well done a month's pretty good but your so. publishers love you they're like not like two years in the wings when's it coming oh two years I know I know like a, I know a few authors like that and a few a few agents that are like when's it coming it's coming it's coming it's coming it's coming um but these are amazing so you've got and i am awesome so this is this is so what with this one what inspired you with this one i'm awesome another um self-esteem yeah based book um it matches my mug it does just just like meant to be (laughs) um it's a really sort of accessible uh easy to digest guide to what self-esteem is yeah um how we think about ourselves and yeah. how it's possible to change how you think about yeah. yourself 
um it's not easy um it's not always simple mm. but it is possible and our minds it um, is are you know we're capable of uh, our self-esteem can go down and we can feel worse about ourselves but we can also feel better about absolutely ourselves and it can go up and down throughout the day um yeah. and i really think understanding how our minds work yeah. is sort of the the most important biggest step towards um exercising some of that power and um uh increasing our well-being to- and, and and it is literally your brain is a machine it yeah. one it is there to keep you alive Absolutely. and it will do whatever it thinks it needs to do to keep you alive and yeah. it's not always the right thing no and it's not that bothered about making you happy no <laughs> it's not you know your soul yes but your brain and your feelings and your and, yeah. and it's also that thing of emotions and feelings that i think with especially with children especially with myself as a young child mm. i i had a very hard upbringing and i tried to take my own life twice oh, when true. i was young yeah and when i was about um 13 and 15 I tried and you know fortunately um, or unfortunately for some I'm still here but um yeah but it was I was really in a dark place and just um but I think mine was a cry for help it was a real cry for help mm. um and because you just don't know what to do with when you're young those feelings are so fully consuming you think they are everything absolutely you think that they are that is the, the world truth, the reality yeah. yes yeah. And your age behind you, when you're an old goose like me at 47, you realise that what happens today might not be the what happens tomorrow. But to a young person, it is all consuming. Absolutely. And yeah, those teenage years, um, they're vital. Everything is changing. Your brain is changing. Your body is changing. Uh, everyone around you seems to have it all yeah. worked out and yeah. it looks a hundred times cooler than you. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's it's so hard. It is, and you're right, and it, and isn't it true that, and you probably know more about this than I do, maybe, but isn't it true that you're not fully developed as an adult till you're 21? Uh, I think it's 25. Is it 25? In terms of your brain, yes. My God, your brain is still. Uh, God, no wonder I was yeah, a mess. Developing. <laughs> 25. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I believe that's. Um, wow. Yeah, that's the age when your yeah your your brain becomes an adult, and we can do you know. it's what 16 you can do pretty much <laughs> everything can't you 18, you can technically and yes yeah making decisions big decisions that, i mean the way that we ask um sort of 14 year olds to decide their gcses yes. and we make them think oh yes and this will decide your whole life and yeah it's a lot of pressure and um feel like we could take the pressure off i think so too i think so too i really yeah. agree with that because especially like that with career choices i've got a couple of um friends with children who have gone into university and actually left because they felt the pressure was too much mm. and now they're putting enormous pressure on themselves because they're like oh but whatever job i got has got to be the one forever and it's like no, no. it doesn't i mean my first job was working for caramel and hairdressers that was my Saturday job. Mm. I'm so rubbish at doing my own hair. You would not believe. <laughs> I mean, I know it looks glorious. But, you know, honestly, I can't. It, it, you don't know where you end up going. And you use all these skills that you get along life's journey. Mm. And they come together, I feel. But, of course, when you're a young person, you don't know that. And no. you think you know it all. Yeah. Because we've all been there. I thought I knew everything when I was 13. Same here, yeah. You know, that's the way the world works, isn't yeah. it? It's kind yeah. of backwards, forwards. 
Yeah, so a spiral. Yeah. Um, yeah. It really is. So this one, I like the sound of this one. Yes, this is um, my Mother Power. One, Mother Power, yes. God, I need a bit of this. Talk to me about this, Poppy. <laughs> Mother Power. I'm so excited for this one. It's out in February. Oh, my February God. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it is it's <gasps> aimed at mothers, um, a feminist guide to motherhood. Um, I love this. <laughs> it's a beautiful cover, isn't it? Um, and it's all about um, looking after ourselves. I think as mothers, as women, we um, kind of expected and encouraged and praised to put others before yep. us. And when we have kids, it's kind of you have to put your kids yep. before yourself. I love the cover. Um, I love it. <laughs> Trust too. your gut. Look after you. Drop the guilt. Stop comparing yourself. I mean word up to the mother (laughs) that's all I'm going to say about that I mean that is I mean I'm going to talk to you later about some some um, the strong female lead who would be amazing and to connect you with them Um, and I might see if you're available for something because uh, that would fit in very well with your promotion of your book Um, and this is a very important subject we Mm. had beautiful um, um, I'm actually you know proud to be one of their ambassadors Sophie from Bod and Ted who's a local clothing brand Mm -hmm. Um, and and she was saying that one of her biggest struggles having a business is being a mother as well. Mm. Because, you know, I have an 11-year-old and a 13-year-old and it is that thing, you just drop the guilt. I mean, yes. that's the one that resonates with me. Yeah, I'm like, I guilt trip myself every single day. Am I doing this right? Am I doing that right? Am I working? Should I be working? Should I be at home? Should I not be at home? It's... It's ridiculous, and I'm sure from the outside, my life looks shiny and glossy, and everyone thinks, "Oh, she's having a lovely old time." And it's, it's not like that. It's so hard. And uh, there's a quote in the book. Yeah. Whoever said it first, uh, the name has escaped me. Yeah. Um, but it's that we are expected to parent like we don't have a job, and go to work like we don't have kids. And, and it's so true. It, yeah. And How both can we do that? Things are full-time jobs, and you can't do two full-time jobs because they take up all of your time they do um so yeah mother power is obviously oh, i cannot I fix the um, the way that society is right now and the way that we have to um to make money to live and pay the bills and everything um, yeah. but it is about how you uh think about yourself how yeah. you think about your needs and your wants yeah um and basically building up mother's self-esteem is Amazing. My, uh, it's my aim with, with mother. This is, I mean, look, electricity bolt, mother power, bring it on. That's what I say. <laughs> that is amazing. Am I going to get to keep this? Please. Yeah, go on. I mean, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. (laughs) As long as you sign it. As long as you sign sign it. it, I do like a signed book. (laughs) Um, And this one we've got, so this is Bedtime Worry Journal. Wow. Okay. I like this. So I do my gratitude list at the, now I do my gratitude list at the end of the day. Mm. So some people do it at the beginning of the day. I started off doing mine at the beginning of the day. Sometimes I do half in the morning, half in the evening, but generally I do it at the end of the day. But I, I have been sort of, playing around with it in my mind because it's kind of when you first wake up you think about well I think about things that I'm grateful for mm. fortunately I'm um I'm uh yeah I'm, I, I I took a lot of things out of my life that weren't serving me for about six months ago and so I've got a much clearer clearer way of looking at things mm. and but one of them is writing down a gratitude list every day so, so this is interesting a bedtime, bedtime worry journal because yeah. it is kind of I also trained in hypnotherapy and I'm not qualified. I'm not saying I'm qualified. I'm an NLP 
coach, but mm. I'm not a qualified hypnotherapist, but I would like to do it because what fascinated me about the hypnotherapy was, um, or hypnosis, is the, the worry bucket, the stress oh, bucket. Yeah. Because you literally, if you don't empty your stress bucket at the end of each day, which through meditation we know can help, you will go to sleep and it will overflow and you will wake up with more anxiety in the morning. Mm. You'll have, that's your REM sleep. Your REM sleep is what empties out your, your worry bucket. Mm -hmm. So I would say a bedtime worry journal is a great way to empty out your worry bucket. Totally. And I mean, I've, I created it for kids, but I do it myself. That's it's, brilliant. It's, um, basically, it, yeah, it's a very simple journal. Um, there's lots of wow, the same look at pages. That. Um, and it is about, yeah, there's a gratitude uh, space. So what was good today? What was hard today? That's beautiful. Um, and what would you like to dream about tonight is one of the prompts in there every every evening. And yeah, it's designed to do before you go to sleep. Empty out your worry bucket, as you say. I um, love that. <laughs> so honestly, it's amazing. And also I do, you know, I know I keep going on about the colours, but I am a very visual person. Mm. And I just love the way that the colours sort of match with the themes of what you're doing. There's a lot of thought has gone into this, I can see. Mm. A hell of a lot of thought. And with, with do you, so do you go into schools with these books? I do, yeah. Because um, I'd imagine they'd love them. Yeah, yeah. I did the uh, Chichester Children's Book Festival amazing. in October last year. That was lovely. I got to visit some local schools um, and talk about my book and everyone because it was part of the festival all yeah. the kids got a copy of the book wow well. um so yeah it's a real privilege uh to be able to go into schools to talk to kids yeah one-to-one -one. it's uh yeah that's amazing i mean we have um, a fringe festival here oh, yeah. in um july so i'm sure debbie king would be interested to talk to you okay. so I'll, I'll hook you guys up because that would be amazing because i mean they, these really are beautiful and i think more of this it, it, because it's funny because some people they're a bit like oh I don't want to give my child that because if I give my child that I'm saying they've got a problem yes I think well that's projection mm. sorry to tell you <laughs> but that is projection yeah I think um I really when I first started writing these books I really didn't want to um create a book that felt at all um like a clinical yeah, yeah yeah or yeah. like a you've got a problem Here's you've a got book a problem it. yeah it yeah. was um yeah I come from the perspective of everyone has self-esteem it is just somewhere absolutely <laughs> on any given day absolutely um, everyone feels anxiety it's part of being a human yeah. um I, yeah I've written the um the monster books as I call them um on I love all these different uh topics there's one about shyness one about bravery one about being yourself um yeah they're yeah I've covered <laughs> it's really brilliant it's really brilliant I mean the I mean the, the the Annabelle Nelson ones were you know I mean I don't know if you've ever checked no, her out no, I will do, do check though. her out mm. she's um very good friends well was very good friends with Kate Moss and mm -hmm. it was really at the time there was there was six that we 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 got out there and mm. um sort of publicized but they were quite new at the time when I think back now we're going back eight years mm -hmm. and it was this sort of angry me how he felt how he dealt with it I'll have a look inside and see if I've got any yeah, and I'll I'd give you a to couple to have a look because mm. that was what I had in mind for the panto bags and then that's how I found you and then your amazing publicist who I mean do we need to mention your publicist because she's amazing <laughs> yes, I love her is. what's her name was it Anna you spoke to I think it was, or was it Jasmine? I mean Anna and Jasmine both. you're both amazing yeah. <laughs> basically as are everyone that publishes the books yeah. and uh you know and that and but 
schools as well. We used to do lots of school pop-ups, like going. Do, do you do things like that, signings at schools and going yeah, to schools? Because yeah. that's a really nice way of giving back, isn't it, it is. to the kids? Yeah. Because they love to meet the authors. They do, yeah. You're like literally like, oh, you wrote that book and yeah. produced it. I it's amazing. Remembering being a child and when an author would come to school, it's so incredible to see someone think, hang on you're just a normal human yes. being like me I could do that exactly it's, yeah, it's, it's so very horrible. inspiring and so your book so this mother power I mean oh, I can't wait for this February the 9th <laughs> um, this is sorry you're not getting it back so um, I will you know I will park cash for this back but but you're not getting it back unless you need it back but um, this I mean this is what I really this is what I need right now mm. mother power is what I need yeah, right now so it's staring me in the face will you be doing more along that theme for adults I hope so yeah, yeah. is that an area you'd like to sort of explore more yeah in? I really would yeah I think um that obviously there's a lot that kids can do to mm. learn about their minds um, and empower themselves and feel better about themselves yeah more confident um but when you pair that with parents who are also yeah. informed and yeah. understand sort of the ways that we can help our kids um, with their mental health and with our own mental health, because when you are in a close relationship like parents and children are, uh, our emotions feed off each other. Absolutely. Even like it's not even in our minds, it's our bodies, our nervous systems. Absolutely. Can, they pick up on each other's emotions. And so when you have uh, a parent who is... Uh, what we call emotionally regulated so mm. calm and um knows themselves and is comfortable with their own emotions and who they are um then they are so much more um able to help raise a child who is similarly uh Char- it themselves. makes the child feel safe mm. i think that's the pro- and the thing is it's like an ever-going pattern because if you have gone through any sort of childhood trauma and you haven't necessarily learnt parenting skills through no fault of anyone's no, parents no there's it's not absolutely their fault. no, there's no guilt blame there's no blame, guilt yeah. but you know we all learn from uh, uh, that's how it works and if you've if you they've not got the skills and then you've not got the skills unless you do some work on yourself and that's figure so, it out yourself yeah, you do work. project onto your children I mean my daughter gets incredibly stressed about being late mm. and I have to be really watch myself because I get a bit panicky when I'm running late mm, and it's same. and it wraps off on late. her yeah it just rubs off on her and mm. in this morning we had an episode where she just I had to literally take a deep breath in the car and just change the subject and talk about something else and just re reset her because mm. I've noticed how she is picking you know she's picking up from me she lives with me and if she's got a neurotic mother running around I mean I'm not a neurotic mother but she's much more settled when I'm calm because mm. she feels safe and Absolutely. that's when you're a child that's what you need you need to feel yeah. safe and as we were saying earlier about our brains are, desi- are designed to keep protect us safe. us safe yeah and so when we feel safe we've got the space in our, our brains aren't thinking oh how do we get to safety yeah. what do I do to yeah. fix this to make it safe only then do we have the space and the yeah. ability to um well, whatever we like. Yeah, exactly. happiness. And, and also children are isolating themselves more now because mm-hmm. they are, you know, with, with social media, with gaming. My 13-year-old son would game all day long if he could. Um, he's, he's got other passions, thank goodness. But And he lives with his father during the week, who's an amazing dad. So he's he's very grounded. Mm-hmm. But, he, he, you know, he isolates himself a lot. And again, my daughter, she'll happily go into her room and isolate herself. And 
but she does read and she does write and she she already writes some of these things down which is interesting and mm. it, it's it's lovely that to have something that you do daily ritual because once it becomes a habit it doesn't take that long to form a habit it's what is it is it seven days or three weeks uh there's a that's quite a big difference yeah, seven days or three I feel weeks like three weeks i think it's three weeks but sure once you've done that once you've created a habit and an imprint on your brain yeah. then it just becomes you notice when you don't do it yes you really yeah. notice when you don't do it. So something like your, um, you know, certainly this bedtime worry journal. Mm. I mean, I'd do that. That I would do that. Mm, I do it. Because that's just like, that's genius. And that actually in the morning, maybe I'll do my gratitude list in the morning because I'll wake up with my empty worry tank and think about all. And when you wake up with gratitude, I, I did a meditation so on gratitude this morning. Uh-huh. And actually, it sets you up so much better for the day. Yes, definitely. It's it's you really can reset your day mm-hmm. if you keep it in the day. I yeah. find. Well, it's like you were saying um, with your daughter in the yeah. car. She was getting yeah. anxious about being late, and you you take a deep breath, you change the subject. You can do that with yourself when yes. you notice yourself getting carried away. Yes. Take a deep breath, and whatever version of changing the subject, whether that's a meditation, yeah. and go out and look, have some sunlight, or whatever yes. it is, to yeah, change the subject with yourself. Yeah. So what, I mean, what do you love doing? And what else do you love doing, Poppy, other than writing, obviously? I do a lot writing, a lot of writing. Um, I love Pilates. Do you? Yes, I do. I go, um, I try and go every week. Um, Brilliant. I've got a wonderful Pilates teacher in Chichester. Oh, wow. Um, I love to go to the beach. Yeah. Uh, We're quite near the sea in Chichester. Um, I love tarot. I'm really into tarot. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Um, Really interested in sort of the symbolism. Are you? It always... um, I always like to link it back to emotions and mental health I pull as well. A, I pull a card every morning. Oh, do you? Mm. It's, uh, every yeah. morning I pull a card. I'm mm. lit- I literally, I've got my own little system now that where I pull a card and oh, okay, that's <laughs> what that was. Okay, that's how that's going to be. Yeah, but I yeah, th- I think tarot is amazing as yeah, well. Yeah, and a way to connect with our own intuition. It is it's that. a really amazing tool. It is. and Because also with children as well, it's like everyone talks about your, your second brain is your gut. Mm. You're... I I was before I sort of embarked on my own personal journey the last mm. six months. I was totally disconnected with my guts mm. and my instincts and and my intuition and and I am a very intuitive person, and I can do it for other people and I can coach till the cows come mm. home and I can tell people, yeah, this is great, this is. But me and my, I was not connecting, That's and I think the sooner we get children to connect that mm. with what they feel is right and wrong, yes. and and good imprints that. You know, it sounds cheesy, but the better the world will be, isn't mm, it, really? Yeah. Because that's half the problem. There's a lot of people walking around there that don't really know themselves mm. and don't actually know the damage they're doing. Yeah. It's not deliberate. No, absolutely. And um, like we were saying earlier about a child expresses a feeling yeah. and the sort of cultural impulse is to say, mm, don't be sad, yeah. don't be worried. And that is a way that we chip away at children's and everyone's yes. connection with their own yes uh, with their gut with their emotions with their knowledge of their self yeah if you say i'm sad and then the person that you're closest to or your teacher or whoever says yeah. no you're not then you think oh it's gaslighting i'm not <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's, ga- it's it, we don't mean to do it but we gaslight people's wow. feelings we're like yeah. no you're not no you're not sad or you shouldn't feel like that you should it's like you're allowed to feel like that mm. feel it because actually once you feel it, you go through it, 
and you pass it. Yeah. And, and then it gets it's easier. Not that big of a deal. It's yeah. like, oh, I felt really sad yesterday, but today I feel really happy. Yeah. So next time you feel sad, maybe you won't feel so sad because you're not a pass. Yeah. There's this um, study that's been done. I'm not sure how they worked it out, but um, that if you just let an emotion happen, yeah. feel it as big as it wants yeah. to be, it only lasts 90 seconds. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. Um, but stuffing it down. God, that's you know, really could, interesting. <laughs> depending on what it is, it could stay with you for a week, a year. <laughs> that's it's like um, there's a great uh, Pickering Cancer Drop-in Centre who we mm. support quite heavily around here, and Polly, who's um, the president now of, of Pickering Cancer Drop-in Centre. I always remember with her, she came on very early onto one of mine, and I was very emotional and crying, and I'd always try and hold back my tears, and she was like, "You mustn't hold back the tears. Mm. That is the body's way of getting the emotion out. Yeah, it literally is like almost like a physiological way. Yeah, yeah, and it literally is those tears." come out and you let it out and then it passes that's really interesting because mm. how many of us just like you know put on a brave face and that's suppress it. it and then yeah. oh go and have a glass of wine at the end of the night and that'll make things better and you know that certainly didn't work for me but <laughs> it's just all these different things that we choose to do mm. um the earlier we can get in and teach this stuff the better i think for the whole bloody planet quite yeah. frankly <laughs> definitely you know I think it's amazing what you I mean I just when I found you it was literally that that was you know that was the universe sending you oh it was glad, it was glad the universe sent me to you. yeah honestly it's absolutely amazing I think there's loads we can do with you and they, I mean they are just absolutely stunning books so if people want to find out more about you Poppy mm. where do they go where do they go? Where's your website? <laughs> My website is poppyoneal.com. Yeah. I'm on Instagram at poppyoneilbooks. Yeah. And you can find all my books on Amazon. They can all be found on they Amazon. They can. You can find everything. You could get it. You could get one today and you get could. it tomorrow. Yeah. That's. <laughs> or in bookshops. Or in bookshops. Do you have them? Are you in bookshops yeah, as well? Yeah, yeah, That's I lovely. Am. That's really nice. So for independents, can they reach out to you as well and say, oh, yeah. we'd love to stock your books and get in touch with your publisher yeah, and things yeah, like that? Is that the best way to do it? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I can see these you know, as there's a few places that I've mentioned about these actually, and there's a little projects I'm working on myself, oh, which yeah. I'd quite like to uh, speak to you about at mm. some point. So, but this uh, mother power is, yeah, that's that's a you that's like a that sign. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, it's kind of just going, it's just there, it's there, <laughs> mother power. Um, but thank you again for your kind donation oh. from myself and from Tom Swift and all at Wicked Productions because the children absolutely love their goodie bags and to have a book like that in there is really very special. So thank you because oh, that means pleasure. there's 90 beautiful children around the area doing these lovely exercises and feeling like a star, which is what we want. Kids to feel like at Absolutely. the end of the day, isn't it? So, yeah. thank you so much for coming on, Poppy. It's, my pleasure. it's been for lovely me. to talk to you. And well, we're friends now, that's it. So, we, we will be keeping in touch. Yes, definitely. okay. Well, thanks. <laughs> and go and have a good day and a safe drive back to Chichester. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Poppy. <laughs> Bye. Bye.